They were mean to you, weren't they? They were mean to you? Yeah. Glamzilla hit me the first time I Glamzilla. You deserved it. And he was like, oh boy. Welcome to the first ever episode of The Beauty Breakdown, where we break down ideologies, misconceptions, and hot topics surrounding beauty. I'm Glamzilla, and today is all about the evolution, baby. My guest today creates viral product after viral product. He's an OG, an icon, but the legend, and CEO superstar, but with three R's. Please welcome my friend, Patrick Starr. What's the tea, baby? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone's like, oh my God, Glamzilla's got budget. <laughs> Patrick yeah, Starr on the show. Yeah, there's three cameras, lights, <laughs> a set, wardrobe. <laughs> I'm so you. happy to have you here. I'm Thank so you for excited. Having me. Thank you. I want to get right into it. Tell me about this baby boy. Um, Everyone this wants one, I'm to surprised, know. first of all, you have all my pictures here. <laughs> The budget. <laughs> um, no, this is a young Patrick. I think I'm about like six, five or six years old here. If not, yes, I think six years old. Um, yeah, just wild imagination, young, the oldest of three boys, Filipino, speaking Tagalog and Ilongo at the same time, English. Um, yeah, just a happy kid. What was his favorite movie? Um, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, which character do you relate it to most? Belle. <laughs> well, I related to the Beast. <laughs> That's why we're meant for each other, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Tale as old as time. <laughs> yes. Let's give a Disney movie moment. Okay. Right? Um, growing up, did you know you'd be into beauty? No, I, I, I didn't think so. I think I just loved fantasy. I loved dreaming. I loved... Just people, storytelling. I think that's just been my childhood is just getting to know people, uh, places, and things. It's just like I've always been that kind of kid. Were you a nosy child? Yeah, super nosy. I'm a Scorpio. Super nosy. <laughs> um, I, I think early on I like loved magic, like magicians and magic. And I always wanted to find out how magic tricks were done. And then I remember I would look at um street art like graffiti or like people drawing in the sidewalk or caricatures being drawn you know at you know the boardwalk and i remember like loving how did they do that how do they draw like do they draw the nose first or the eyes first and then looking back at my childhood i'm like i think i just love loved a process i loved how things were done and i think as a producer ceo and content creator I get to live that. I get to create things from start to from scratch, from start to finish. So that's just been me through and through since I was young. What was your first makeup product? That like moment where you like, oh my god, I love this. I want to play with it, and you like treasured it. I don't think it was. I don't think for me it's ever been product. What was it? Mm -mm. I think it's always been like what products can do for a person. I never fell in love with a product because a product didn't really come to life. I think it's how I was able to utilize the makeup or the products together <laughs> to make something. So, yeah. It's crazy it's because- It's a feeling. Yeah, it's a feeling. Yeah, because I look at a lipstick and I'm like, yeah, it's a red lipstick or like a foundation. But when you put the lipstick and the foundation and everything together, you can tell a, a bigger story and you can transform more. And it's crazy. I think that's why I can't really fuck with 
like minimal, minimal, no makeup. If I do no makeup, I have to have a little bit of everything so I can balance everything. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe at the most, like chapstick because it relieves dry lips, but <laughs> it doesn't really do anything. It's just a more of a physical relief than like an emotional relief. So putting mm-hmm. all the products together give me an emotional like relief. So what was the reaction when you fell in love with makeup and made it your job? I know you started to work at MAC. How yeah. did your Filipino parents feel? Oh my gosh, so I was going I was going to nursing. I was teaching piano. I worked at Panera <laughs> not Bread. Nursing, not nursing. Yes, being Filipino <laughs> and doing all that and uh getting paid seven dollars and twenty-five cents an hour. Wait. Uh, at what was Panera. your Panera order? Oh, I, I didn't have an order. I just worked there. Oh, I have yeah. a Panera order. What's I love Panera the green tea lemonade, honey. Yes. And I love the avocado. <laughs> this is sponsored by Panera. It's, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> flag, flag, flag. Um like I really like their avocado club sandwich with oh, turkey. That, that was after my time. Oh gosh. Yeah, they didn't have that yet. That that alone is seven twenty-five. Right, <laughs> not probably more. But um, yeah. When when I first started makeup, I think they were just like not about it. They were more like scared that the world would hate me. I think in when I was that age, I think they didn't want me to do it and I took it as you don't accept me, you hate me, you don't mm-hmm. want me to be me, and I think. They, they just had to, to deal with it because if they were to, you know, separate from me, they had they, they would have no no children. And so um, I decided to champion who I wanted to be on my terms, my way. Yeah. And how lucky are you to know that at such a young age and for people listening or watching to know what you bring to the table, to know who you are is something of power. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people go throughout their lives. They're 50, they're 60 and still don't know who they are mm-hmm. to know who you are at a young age or whatever age you are right now is a privilege. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes us all stars through that journey. What would you change? What would you do quicker? What would you change? What would you not do? I think just include um, my brothers more on this journey because it's 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 hard to um, you know be on this alone. But I think to encourage and have a group, and I think that's why the LGBTQIA community finds chosen family. Like we see creators that find other creators Mm -hmm. because you're able to empathize with what they're going through and understand. But I think identity is, is for everyone. And I feel like my family, you know, coming from the Philippines, my parents to America and then having like Filipino American children, you know, they didn't know how to relate to us in our identities. So I think me and my brothers, we could have had this growing up, like go, like together, but we're all like very the same, but also very different. Mm-hmm. And so um, they're they're both here, and um, we're gonna go to vacation like this month. Where are you going? And we're doing a Disney cruise at the end Always of the month. Always a Disney cruise. I know. I wanted Disney, you to come. Man. I wanted I, you to come. Can you give everybody your Mickey voice? No, no, no. Come on. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Hi, pal. It's me, Mickey. <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> I love the Mickey voice. <laughs> I love it. Speaking of Disney, mm-hmm. what the heck is this on the table? Oh my god! There's some new products. One size is launching. This Come on. Is, I'd like to present our first ever collaboration with Disney. Um, my first collaboration, One Size's first collaboration, it's available in Sephora, onesizebeauty.com, and we just premiered the documentary today. 
I'm in it. You're in it. <laughs> Crying. Yes. Yeah. And you're in the trailer like that we just released a few days ago. And it's just so insane. And I documented the entire process through the mm -hmm. pandemic up until the launch now. We just had a premiere um, two days ago, which was so, so freaking cool. But I just love that I was able to document the whole process, like my health along the way. Um and, and show the public the reality of what it takes to have a collaboration with Disney and also to sell it in Sephora. It's so compelling. It's amazing. Yeah. You may cry. Um, I, I did cry. But watching the documentary. It's, 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 oh, you want me to cry again? Yes, cry again. <laughs> um, no, but I hope, I hope walking away that people can have a sense of reality when looking at themselves and really dream while they're awake you know it's harder to dream while you're awake it's so much easier to dream when you're sleeping but when you're awake and you're living this it takes a lot of effort takes a lot of time and you just have to just keep going and make the right decisions yeah yeah it's like you're speaking to me and looking at me yeah. i feel like i'm dreaming while i'm awake yeah. right now yeah that's all of us that's all and of us you know what thinking about this boy who was watching beauty and the beast and now you sitting here right now, right beside him. And in between y'all mm -hmm. is a Disney collab. Mm -hmm. And he said it earlier, but you don't understand the level of um, eliteness you have to be to launch a product with Disney or collab with Disney and then have it in Sephora mm -hmm. to get all of those approvals. But then again, we see through everything you do, it makes sense. It just works and it, how do you feel about it? It's it's hard. It's hard. I think it's all worth it. I think because I'm obsessed with with a process and how it comes, I I just love seeing the finished results. You know, there's something about when you finish your makeup, you're like, "Wow, this is the end result." Or something about finishing a movie, you're like, "Wow, I learned something." Or reading a book, like, "Wow, there's the, the lesson." Or finishing a venting session with your best friend it's mm -hmm. like wow i really got that out and i think as people find you know sharing and being vulnerable and being who you want to be the human body and mind is so, is capable of so much but because of society and social constructs and you know cultural construct we our body and our mind decides to conform and comply within the systems that have been set before us. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, I've been able to, to dream outside and color outside of the lines. And that's what makes, you know, life so beautiful. And we live in a country where we're so fortunate to be who we want to be. Not everyone agrees, but we, we have the capabilities too. And so I decide... And I give everyone I give everyone permission to champion who they want to be. So to have this, you know, between me and my younger Patrick next to me is like really cool. And I hope people are able to write their own story. I have so many analogies as a person. And I remember looking at life like a book and having one pen and you just have to turn the fucking page. And a lot of people that you know, deal with trauma or a lot of people that deal with like, you know, pain revert back to an old chapter in their life or revert back yeah. a page where in life we should just be turning the fucking page. Yeah. And, you know, we only have one pen mm -hmm. and only so much ink. And sometimes when we don't know what to do, 
parents or friends or family want to take your write your story and you're just rewriting their story that that book and that chapter already exists yeah. with their hand of their own trauma yeah. and their own ideologies and thoughts and i think um we as filipino people do that mm -hmm. because we care so much yeah we are a very caring type of person mm. just our culture is mm. um and there's a lot of fear mm. fear of not having enough money mm. fear of not fitting in fear of losing it all, fear of being too loud mm. or being um, not enough. Mm. And I think that's something that we as people of today need to break down mm -hmm. and break through. And conversations like this and us being ourselves mm -hmm. and creating space for other people yeah. allows that breakthrough to happen. Mm -hmm. And um, changing ideas and fear Mm -hmm. it's a big thing about that mm -hmm. it's something that you have to like unpractice and if you think about writing in your book i'm going to take this analogy of life a step further if you think about taking control of that pen and writing it writing in it for the first time in a very long time imagine you're going to have sloppy handwriting Mm -hmm. But the more we practice the grip and we get a grip on life, your penmanship and the way you write and construct your life gets cleaner. You know how to punctuate what you want. Mm -hmm. You learn how to punctuate your life. And next thing you know, you're writing in freaking cursive and mm -hmm. drawing and doodling. Yeah. And who said you have to write in your book? Why don't you just draw? And like, it's just like you. makeup. Yeah. It's just literally. like makeup and life. Yeah. And it's something that you have to exercise. And I feel like when people face like a new chapter, of their of, of their day or their book it's very much looked at most of the time like a test mm -hmm. is today going to be a good day is it not going to be a, a good day but every day and every page and every chapter of your life is just an exercise mm -hmm. you know so the but if you think about exercising the more you exercise the stronger you get mm -hmm. so i think from being seven years old here up until now I've given myself permission to exercise imagination, to exercise control, to exercise self-love. And people always ask me, how did you get here? How did you do that? Like, I may not be physically fit, but over time I've been, I've learned to become emotionally fit. And I think Patrick Starr has been this character that I've invented nearly 10 years ago as, as an outlet of strength mm -hmm. and an outlet of an outlet a refuge to me because I didn't feel like I could be me. And yeah. that's what social media is doing for so many people, whether you're Glamzilla or someone else you present on social media, exactly. because we have so many insecurities. So we find someone that we can be, and it's someone that no one knows. My parents did not know of Patrick Starr. They knew Patrick Samondak, but yeah. Patrick Starr, you couldn't fuck with. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? I feel like I still don't know who I am. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're still on your journey. Oh, we all are. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so we talked about young Patrick. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about OG oh beauty gosh. content creator Patrick. Patrick and Star. Patrick Star. Like yeah. what year? 2016, 2015? When <laughs> you tell me, how was that come up? Because from Mac, uh -huh. we then moved on to creating mm -hmm. content online. Uh-huh. Um, it was it was a simpler time, I would say, because I think now, if I'm to compare it to now, because we're talking the present tense, there's so much demand that we have to do in terms of like output and outlets and real Snapchat, TikTok, shorts, oh, yeah. um, spotlight, Facebook lives, post static post carousels, like it's so stupid. But for me, long form was YouTube, stories were Snapchat. 
and static posts for Instagram. Mm -hmm. And that synergy was like the holy trinity for any content creator back then. I was getting millions of views on Snapchat, millions of views on YouTube and hundreds and thousands of likes on and also views around 2015, 2016. And that's when I hit my first million on Instagram. And, you know, obviously times are changed, but it's crazy looking now at the impact at based on who comes up to me in public because like they say i've been watching you since middle school or i over i love your content i'm 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 in college now you taught me how to do makeup and i'm like wow the impact that i've been able to create on short form content like snapchat and long form like youtube they've been able to develop a sort of connection with me Mm -hmm. but now um on TikTok, it's very it's a little bit harder for people to find connection because the content is so short. It's fast. Mm-hmm. You don't really get a snapshot into their lives. And I hope that people can I think it'll boomerang back around where the content gets longer and you're able to empathize with somebody or follow someone's journey for a positive reason, not mm-hmm. because we tore another beauty influencer down and yeah. it's drama, you yeah. know. So. And I, you know what I noticed? There's because it's not so personal. Mm-hmm. There's no drama. We don't have drama in the TikTok community, in the beauty community. But when things got personal back in the day, Mm -hmm. crazy things happened. Mm -hmm. So going back to all of those, um, the journey to get here, I want to talk about what your first brand deal was. Oh, my gosh. And when was the moment you said, I did it? My first brand deal was, oh, my God, I think it was like, I think it was just like affiliate like links and affiliate codes, you know, that was like my first my first way into like getting cash. I think one of my first big ones was Gerard Cosmetics, like with a lightning whitening oh. too. Like I was whitening my teeth and she also Jen Gerard had a business with her lip glosses, her teeth whitening lip glosses mm-hmm, with mm-hmm, the mirror mm-hmm. and the light. And I would promote it so much and I remember I think I sold, I think, thirty to $40,000 worth of product. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. And she's like, yeah, and you get commission. And I was like, oh, no <gasps> way. And I was like, just for what? She's like, you promoted it, so this is an incentive for you to get money. And I was like, wow, this is, this is cool, but it's not like retail where you're in a department store and selling product like at MAC or Macy's you're really authentically showing people what you genuinely like. And this is product that I genuinely like yeah. because I was having fun. And I think that's like the fun of it. And yeah, th- that was like one of my first. And I think when I was the most proud of myself was when I landed that Mac collaboration. I was proud. I felt like Thank I you. cried at that you time. You sent me a picture of you in a turban with a Mac collection. Yeah, because <laughs> yes. that was like for so long I didn't buy Mac products because I was over it right because it was collection after collection mm-hmm. but then i came back and i i was like first in line to buy that product oh, thank you. um so congrats on that thank you. because i feel like we're always on to the next thing always on yeah. to the next yeah. thing um but to land such a successful partnership with mac and remember how bad you wanted that mm-hmm. when it happened yeah and now it's crazy that bigger things are here but that's what happens i think when you work hard and you follow through with your passion yeah because um, when I think of Patrick Star, I think of, I think of Benefit Brows, okay, <laughs> yes. Airspun, right, Mac Cosmetics, mm-hmm. Disney, and so many other things, right. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that everything you do is that. Yeah, 
it's it's fun and i think the ethos behind who i am and the ethos behind who the brands that i partner with are come from a place of course money but of yeah. course come from a place of knowing who's behind the dollar and someone taught me you can't make money without making having meaning so I think for me to un- to know who the benefit girls are, I was even invited to their bridal shower. And, you know, I still talk to them today. And, um, you know, one of them is an executive at another company. And mm-hmm. it's really cool, but it's, it develops an authentic connection. But when you see the authentic connection happen in business, it's very rare because it happens top, you know, at an executive level. Then mm-hmm. it comes to like an, a marketing influencer level mm-hmm. where we personify and advertise their product. Yes. And then it goes to the consumer. If you have that, that is not measurable. Mm-hmm. You know, trust and respect you cannot buy. I tell everybody that. Sure. But they like to measure statistics, views, revenue. But I think what I've been able to do is personify products in a way that isn't measurable. And on top of that, if they are measuring data and analytics, you're not capturing the 13 or 11 year old that's insecure using their mom or dad's credit card to buy money or using hard, hard cash. Yeah. Like, so to, to have this data and to recognize it, I'm able to position my content in a way that is admirable, inspirational, and I'm able to talk to them and it's not so foo foo and Mm -hmm. fake. It's, yeah. it's actually really real. And that's what makes a difference when it comes to partnering with, with the partners that I have. Now that we're seeing a new generation of beauty influencers and content creators on the rise, I want to know, what would you do differently that they can learn from? I think just having like a long form connection. And I think a lot of it is very ads looking. I mean, it works. It works for the dollar. But mm-hmm. I think for a, like a long term relationship, I don't think there's really anyone or like a group of people that we want to know beyond just makeup tips. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to know more. And I think that would just, it just made it so special because I think watching something on your phone or on screen was once upon a time movies, sitcoms, yep. TV shows, um, dramas, daytime. But now you're here listening to our sexy voices. <laughs> yeah, but the, the thing is, um, I think influencers during my generation had that connection, mm-hmm. but it's hard to connect through and be inspirational right now because we're coming out of COVID and you got all this crazy world stuff. So it's hard to be attached to someone that is going through something in a positive way. Cause a lot of the beauty influencers, there's a tone of disdain for social media. You, mm-hmm. you can kind of tell it's like a little bit eerie mm-hmm. and I mean, I feel it, yeah. you know, like, oh, it's so hard. I got to post a Snapchat. I got to post this. I'm never going to start YouTube. It's too much work, blah, 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 blah. It's just like so much. It's like, mm-hmm. but what do you love? What's, what makes, because it's crazy because if you think about it, an influencer is like, I love this lipstick. Like, stop. Best foundation ever. Mm-hmm. Boom. Let me show you. Period. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but what what else do you love? Or are you just being a caricature for the product. Mm -hmm. But if you had the overarching personality of like, guys, I got to see, you know, for example, you know, oh my God, guys, I'm going to see Manny or I'm going to go to LA again. Oh my God, I haven't seen my parents in so long. And then we're going to go to Disney for the first time. Bitch, this food is busting Korean barbecue. What? And then guys, look at this lipstick and look at that. Mm -hmm. So you have this like tone of like positivity throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why people 
had it. But then when you see someone now, like on TikTok, it's like, uh, like oh my gosh, lipstick, great. Mm-hmm. It doesn't transfer. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so hard, guys. I'm going through it. And it doesn't yeah. match like the overall tone. So it becomes less believable mm-hmm. because they're not, it's not their lifestyle. So I encourage people to really channel who, and if you're not going to be negative, be negative about everything, but mm-hmm. just own it and be truly honest day to day with who you are. And I think that's, that's, it's, it's a lot. It takes a lot of work, but that's what I feel because I partner with some of these influencers and sometimes mm-hmm. I, you know, hold back on reaching out to them because, oh, they they haven't posted in a minute or mm-hmm. you know on behalf of one size when yeah. we're reaching out for influencer marketing and, and paid paid yeah. this is paid but what i want to do as an identity brand that's all about love i want to make sure i'm putting money into people that really love it that are going to use it for good that really enjoy this lifestyle because mm-hmm. what i would hate to do is pay someone and make them more stressed out because they have 10 other brand partnerships yeah. to worry about yeah and that's not who i want to be because you know what i know and i have lived that experience as an influencer yeah. let's dive more into the ceo in a bit mm-hmm. but i want a moment of honesty because for myself actually because um, being a content creator and a plus size Asian girl, mm-hmm. I'm finding it hard right now. Because mm-hmm. when I'm alone in my room or around the people I love or just by myself, I'm enough. I'm enough in this be- in my own beauty space. Mm-hmm. But then I enter our community mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I'm fat. Mm-hmm. My teeth aren't straight. Mm-hmm. This girl has another brand deal. I wish I had it. I talked about the brand first. That went viral, but it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm comparing myself because mm-hmm. that's what we do, right? Comparing, t- to me, it's like we're all coworkers just in different levels and different stages of the office building. Mm-hmm. And um, I find it hard. The comparing thing is a big thing for me. Because I feel Mm. like I'm never enough Mm. because although we're accepting of plus size people and of people who look like me and you, Mm. are we really? Because this world um, caters to the people who are blonde and blue eyes and white and people who don't look like me and you Mm. because that is the beauty standard. And although that's the problem, because of that, I feel so alone. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Well, I think you're amazing. And I think you're not the only one going through this. I've I've dealt through this. And when I go back to the analogy of like the book and the page, you want to make sure you have a blank page, right? Yeah. We hear we hear this talk about like there's so much noise. So imagine if you're if you want to turn the page, right? Start a new chapter and you have a page that's already filled and full and that has all like the standards and the parameters and has lines that you that you yeah. have only so much space to write that's like what it's like to compare so it's like do i want to write in this page no you want to you want to close your eyes and clear the page and so i feel like that's why when i grew up in orlando i grew up on five acres we were away from everything no cable no internet my parents were so strict i was able to use piano as an instrument I had so, I had a canvas, I had not just a page, I had a canvas to paint who I wanted to be. And so I think social media is a good thing and a bad thing because we do compare, we do get insecure, we have imposter syndrome because of 
everything, all the noise that's in the next pages of our life. But if you're to imagine, that's why I say dreaming is so much easier when you're sleeping. And it's so much harder awake because when you're when you're sleeping, think about it. You are conscious, conscious in your subconscious and they're aligned when you're sleeping and you are one. And guess what? You're alone in your dream. That is you. But when you wake, when you're awake and you're dreaming, there's factors, there's parameters in which we dream and there's legal and there's budgets and there's comparison. This wasn't in my dream, bitch. Get the yeah. fuck out. So yeah. that's why I, I encourage people to exercise, you know, self-love, self-care. And so I feel like it's very important to manage your dreams on your terms. Mm-hmm without comparison and it's hard it's easier did, said than done did you ever feel like not enough i'm i'm not a compare a competitive person i remember growing up like manny like did volleyball in college and i wasn't in anything competitive if i lost i lost like hey i'm already you fat. were in like, band like, baby uh, yeah i was in band but it was a group thing i was like mm -hmm. oh well if we lose it's a group thing we all did bad you know but for me i think the, the hardest person i'm the most hard on and competitive with is myself because it's my fault at the end of the day. And so I think having the brand makes it a little worse because a lot of people are looking at me to, to do this. But when it came to like creating content, I was like, if it does well, it does well. I don't get mad if, if I don't get views, but now people do because it ruins like their money and their business. No, no, no. Yeah. You should do it for you and the money will come. Like with you saying that, it relates back to you wish you had your brothers mm -hmm. with yeah. you. Yeah. And that's so beautiful. Yeah, because imagine growing up, we had, you know, you play Barbie and you play Imagination and you play hide and seek and you you have so much room to color your world and dream big. And it's so funny. I don't know if it's a Filipino thing or like a, a kid's thing, but we always go, imagine, girl, what if we did this? Yeah. Imagine, girl, mm -hmm. you know, I told Fabian, you know, my producer, I said, well, girl, what if I had a hit single? And, 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 and you I do that put all the time, actually. I do it all the You're time. You're a dreamer. An open wide dreamer with yeah, your eyes I, open. Yeah, literally. I'm like, what if I do this? Yeah. Or what if what if we had a campaign like this? That'd be so stupid. Would that you be so do it. fun? You That'd do be so it all silly. The time. And then we blink and it's a multi-million dollar launch. Yeah, because um, you're a doer. Yeah, and uh, a dreamer. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's some Taylor's old. <laughs> <laughs> a dream is a <laughs> wish <laughs> your heart makes when you're fast asleep. Wake up, bitch. <laughs> you know? Uh, yes. Sponsored by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Where dreams come true. But, you know, dreams come true. Yeah. So I would, I would hope that you dream, you know, with your eyes open and manage your dreams when you go to bed at night. And I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to everyone at home. Like, when you go to fucking sleep and you dream and you wake up, align your subconscious and those dreams that you're dreaming about with, with, with your eyes open this time. And make it happen because sometimes we get clouded and people want to add their fucking crayons and pencils and colors and markers into our page. No, this is mine. But if you allow people to color with you within what you want on your terms, that's when you can paint a beautiful picture together. And with that, I think it's time to deglam. Okay. Because I'm ready to, to go tell off. You. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Talking about. I'm a boss ass bitch. 
You were talking I about- I didn't know we were gonna de-glam, bitch. Oh, well, my lashes are already <laughs> off. Uh, my lashes are already off. Let me give you a one-size makeup wipe. Oh my gosh. I heard that a manager at MAC asked you to take off your makeup and then you um, had a MAC collection with them in 2018. And, and then, then I, and I then, took over the beauty space. Yeah, you took with over. One, with size one beauty. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard that you landed investors that believed in you and oh. you launched with um, a brand called One Size. That's so crazy. Yeah, that is and, crazy. And, you know, being plus size, you were trying to buy clothes in the store and you couldn't fit anything like me. And you all of a sudden just coined the mantra that you can't buy clothes, but you can buy makeup because makeup is a one size fits all. Isn't that amazing? In 2016. That's just so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, would you have thought he would be this? No, it's actually all fake. I'm straight. Get, never mind. Yo, I, I don't I don't even like makeup, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I I just do this for fun, you know? Oh my god. You know I get my makeup done. As a CEO, it's oh yeah. Let me I'm here rubbing when I can just go off. What is wrong with me? But the the wipes are great, eh? They're kinda dry, but give him the beauty shot, damn it. <laughs> give him his beauty shot. Well, let Actually, me, I've let been me using do, this forever, Let me do the Mulan. When will my reflection show who I am inside? There's a heart. <laughs> okay. You know, unpopular opinion. Hmm. I know I'm supposed to relate to her, but I don't relate to Milan. It's okay. I relate to Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Ahana. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So we've went through all of the stages. Baby Patrick, beauty influencer Patrick, and now CEO. Technically, this is the American dream. Do you think all content creators should end with creating a product, a brand? What do you think? Because that's ideally what all creators wish mm -hmm. or a majority of them. Mm -hmm. The most important thing about having a brand is having an identity behind the brand. And with one size, had it not been for my level of experience and understanding and perspective on life, mm -hmm. I don't know if one size would have that DNA had it not come from me. So to, to add yeah. another brand, to add another thing, to just add another item to your life that may take from you, because it, it is demanding, mm -hmm. I recommend identity and owning who you are because that could lead to a brand that could lead to a wrong path that you may regret by mm -hmm. being dedicated to something. And I know people that are unhappy with the, the amount of money that they've spent or brands. And that's just a fucking reality. Yeah. So own who you are, be who you want to be for you and nobody else. Mm -hmm. And that should ultimately lead to your happiness so i was speaking to a few executives and they were asian and they were telling me that they love what they do and i said but what about your family and they said well they still wish i was a doctor or a nurse or they still compare me to my siblings and these are top level executives yeah. in other in, in the beauty space in other departments in other roles 
But when we think about a role and we think about a responsibility, like in an executive position or at a regular, regular job like Panera, mm-hmm. to ourselves, we have a role and responsibility to own who we want to be. And that's so powerful. And once you acknowledge that part of you, who you are and what are you responsible for, then you'll have been so fulfilled to then provide another entity, whether that be a brand, a child, a home. Mm-hmm. So I I would I would advise I would advise against creating a brand and, and going after this American dream just because Patrick Starr did it. Mm-hmm. You have to own you for who you are mm-hmm. and you can discover who you want to be once you discover you. And life opens up when you do. That's yes, what you always say. Yes, it does. Okay, it's that time. Are you ready to play a game? Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's do a Disney pop quiz. Okay. I'm literally <laughs> making up these questions okay. as we go. Okay. Who is Simba's sidekicks? Simba. Oh, Timon and Pumbaa. What does Hakuna Matata mean? means no worries for the rest of your days. That's not a problem for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Who's Lumiere's sidekick? Cogsworth. Name the seven dwarves. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Seven dwarves. Sleepy, dopey, um, grumpy, bashful, um, um, Peter Patrick Paul. <laughs> okay. Um, um, name two of Ursula's pets. A flat seven jetso. Oh, I, didn't yeah. I didn't think you were going to get yeah. that one. Okay, you asked me one. From the Goofy movie, what is Max's girlfriend's name? Oh, is it Lola? I don't know, but that was my <laughs> question. Um, <laughs> Dad, I want to go to the concert, Dad. Um, okay. What were Cinderella's stepsisters' names? Griselda and Grisabelda. Gri- Grisab- no. <gasps> Drusella? Is it Drusella? I don't know. <laughs> um, Donald Duck's sons or nephews? Nephews. Peter Paul and Patrick. <laughs> Huey Dewey Louie. Huey Dewey Louie. Your mom has a bag. Yes. What was Hercules's, um, that guy's name? Do you know that guy? The Zeus? red guy? Not not his daddy. Hades? No, not his daddy or his uncle. You know the, the little helper man? He's like, uh, <laughs> he's like. The centaur? Yeah, the centaur, that guy. I don't know his name. Phil. Phil. <laughs> Okay, one more question to end it. Name all the seven dwarves. <laughs> okay, good try. Sneezy, grumpy, dopey, happy, bashful, sleepy. I said grumpy. I know the last two. Sneezy, dopey. No, you said that. Dopey, I said dopey. Okay, I give up. Doc. Do- See, this motherfucker didn't have an E at the end. <laughs> Yeah, Doc. You give me Doc vibes. <laughs> <Do I>? Yeah. <laughs> Total Doc vibes. You give vibe. me happy. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Patrick, thank you so much for being on my show. I love you so much. Thank I'm you. proud of your journey, and I can't wait for what you take on next. And based on the evolution and the growth, I really think it's going to be something great. And with One Size, you've managed to create something everlasting that will stand the test of time. I'm so proud of you as a Filipino and a human being. Thank, Thank you so you. much for being I'm proud on my of show. you. You're next, bitch. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back next week with another episode of The Beauty Breakdown. Make sure you subscribe to Past Your Bedtime on YouTube for the full video version of this show. And you can listen to this on literally any streaming platform. And remember, stay fierce and be unapologetically you. Bye.